Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is a Saturday morning. It's about 10.45 a.m. Wisconsin time. I am in my house doing this podcast today because sitting in the truck when it's only 11 degrees out, even with the heater on, is crazy, so I'm not going to do that. So I am here at home doing my podcast. This is like my seventh attempt to do that this morning. I've been trying since uh, 8 (laughs) o'clock. I keep getting interrupted or I have to do something else or something else comes up or something else happens. So it's like, oh my gosh. I think I'm finally settled in. Hope everybody's doing great. You're having a great weekend. You had a great work week or vacation week or retirement week, whatever it is that you're doing. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it. I've been doing this since 2019. And I do it because I like to share stories. I'm a paranormal investigator and I can't investigate all the time. So I like to online find stories and share with you guys. So my last story, my last podcast, I got like 129 plays, which I thought was pretty cool. So thank you very much, all of you that keep doing this and keep following me and you're there for me. I appreciate it. So today I found some, or this morning, I found some really cool stories. I thought they were cool. I kind of found one story and then found another story (laughs) and I found something better. So I've been kind of flip-flopping around, but I think I found something pretty good. So if you hear cars going by, I apologize. It's the people out. It's the traffic outside. I can't control that right now. So this one is going to be um, about 13 people who, who work in a surveillance describe the creepiest things they've seen on video. I haven't reread these. I don't know what I'm getting into here. So bear with me as usual, because you guys know I do this raw. I don't reread. I don't. It's very rare I'll put down, make a list of what I want to talk about. I just sort of, whatever comes to my mind, depending on the story I'm reading, I'll go from there. So this one is called A Ghost Asking for Directions. It's kind of weird the way they have the stories, like, they're not, it's just weird the way they have it written. It's like in quotation marks. It's really strange. So, uh, let's see. So apparently this person was working, I worked as a doctor in a hospital in the UK was on a night shift that was particularly quiet and some of the nurses were sitting around telling stories a young doctor who's running a young doctor was running to a crash call Um, our hospital is a giant l-shape with the front entrance at the bend okay a woman stopped and asked him which way the exit was he directed her and kept running when he got to the patient it was the woman who just asked him for directions apparently she passed on wow Interesting. A heavy morgue door that won't stay shut. Uh, Let's see. I used to work on a hospital security and we had a video cameras accessible in the office. Uh, During body escorts, we kept finding the morgue door open. That was weird because it was a heavy door that could only be opened with a key card. Pathologists were blaming security and security was blaming pathologists for leaving it open um, as we were the only two groups with access to it it did a body I did a body escort one day made sure that to close the door behind me and went back to work not even a half hour later the office got a call complaining that the left the guard left the door open I swore up and down I didn't and went to check the cameras the camera showed me pulling the door shut pushing on it and wiggling the lock to make sure the lock was, you know, secure. 
uh, I wasn't even out of the frame of the camera before yet we could see the door swing all the way open, hit the wall, and then slowly swing shut until it was slightly ajar. That's interesting. Spirits, huh? People disappear into the basement. Oh, this happened a few years ago before I started working at my current job. The elevators in my buildings go down to the first and second basement. Late one night, one of our security guards spotted a group of people heading into the elevator at level four. He thinks it was curious because nobody is supposed to be in the building after night. I'm oh, sorry, after midnight. So he keeps a close watch on all the lobby cameras, which personally I would too, to see which floors, you know, the group's, um, which floors the elevator lines at. The doors open at the basement, at basement two, but nobody comes out. The second guard scurries down the elevator doors while the first guard keeps an eye on the cameras to make sure no one else has left. When the second guard gets back to gets to the basement door, he looks puzzled and scratches and searches around. He comes back to the guard station to confirm that it's empty. Putting the building on lockdown, the two guards spent the rest of the night combing the building together, but they were unable to find anyone or anything. They decided to call the police who review, reviewed, the <laughs> reviewed the footage and see the same thing. In the end, the sighting was still unexplainable, but my workplace decided to stop being cheap and install security cameras in elevators too. So what happened to the people in the elevators? What the hell? Where'd they go? Up the shaft? They, they did. Ooh, that's creepy. The creepy hotel. I used to work overnights at a hotel and would monitor security cameras. They would detect motion and a little indicator would blink when the motion was, you know, when there was motion, right? Um, anyways, it always gave me creeps when I'd hear the elevator ding. I'd run out to the lobby to greet the guests to make sure they'd need, if they need something or whatever, and nobody would ever get off the elevator. I'd watch the types, sorry, I'd watch the tapes and see the motion indicator blink on a floor, then see the elevator open on that floor. Then see the elevator open on the ground floor and the motion indicator blink camera down the hall gave me the heebie-jeebie seeing this happen. Also, one time I was in my office in the middle of the night and it sounded like someone banged on the door with the, with their fist. Just one single slam. You see me reacting to it on the video. My head whipped. My head whipped to face the door where the sound came from. Then immediately whipped around to stare at the camera to see who was there. There was nobody there. And uh, none of the motion sensors have picked anything up. Not fun. Finishing the rest of my shift. <clears throat> the elevators, I worked in a hotel as well, but the elevators were, I don't want to say programmed, but they would just sort of stop on floors too. And I think there's a reason behind that. I can't remember why. I, I can't remember, but there are elevators at our hotel would do the same thing. It would just sort of bunk, be there and be nobody there. I, I honestly, I can't remember the reason behind that, but I think there's a legitimate reason. I don't want to say programmed. But anyways, the next one, flying glasses. I worked in a nice casino as a bar manager and was standing next to one of my bars one night talking to a bartender. I saw a glass fly off the shelf behind him and broke at his feet. I swore that I saw it go out before it went down. So I went to the surveillance room and double checked. Sure enough, the champagne tulip was completely still and then suddenly shot out about a, a foot before going down. No other glass were removed and then I saw myself freak out on camera Bartender is a seasoned old guy, but that one got him. A prisoner who just disappeared. 
I worked in a maximum security prison for a while. Uh, I was assigned to I was assigned to central control one night, which is where the camera screens were. La. One of the cameras was for the classifications room. I glanced at it and there was an inmate in there. There was that which was super odd because it was two in the morning and nobody was supposed to be in there. Everybody had their keys to the rooms and you know they all went home at five. Anyways. So this inmate is just sitting in there doing nothing. I got the sergeant's attention, told him someone was in there, and gave him the spare keys to, to go to the room. He went to go to check it out and with a couple of other people, but by the time they got there, the room was empty. They searched like 15 minutes, but there was definitely no one in there. Interesting. Spooky inmate staying alive, after staying around after he died? I don't know. A mysterious man, a mysterious man who could not be found. Sounds like a... A poem. It's a mysterious man who cannot be found. Or a song title or something. An album. Alright, so this one is... Uh, let's see. I work for a security company. Excuse me. We installed a monitor and a CCTV on construction sites. One night, about 2 a.m., our response officer gets a call from the monitoring station to say that there's a guy walking around one of the buildings on the construction. They described it as a tall, dressed in all black with his hood up but couldn't see his face because he had his back to the camera he wasn't stealing or vandalizing he was just wandering around usually like like a homeless dude guy so the response goes to investigate when he gets there there's nobody around so he asked the station to check the camera over coverage the way in and out of the building to see which direction he went but there's nothing he does a full patrol of the site and there's no trace of anyone the only other way this guy could get out was to shimmy down the scaffolding and he could be hurt. So the response officer asked the station to do a check on all the camera's footage through the night to see if there's any sign of him leaving. Nothing. The next day, we asked the station to send over the stills from when they initially picked up the intruder. He's not on any of them, just footage of response and officers walking around. We're pretty freaked out about talking about it in the office, and it was a laugh off as the monitoring officer began sleepy and seeing things. Oh, I see. They were saying that he was getting sleepy and started seeing things. Except the cameras we use have IR beams, and the only alert they only alert the monitoring station when someone breaks them. So something was there. He just couldn't see it on camera. So that there could be a ghost, right? Or a vampire. <clears throat> Excuse me. A washing machine that tears itself apart. <laughs> what? I used to work security at a college dorm, and I once witnessed one of the doors of a washing machine slowly open itself and proceed to tear its... What? Wait, huh? I used to work security at a college dorm, and I once witnessed one of the doors on a washing machine slowly open itself and proceed to tear itself clean off of the machine. I told my boss a creepy story and showed him the video and he made me a new review he and he made me review camera footage for the rest of the night to find out who broke the machine despite the fact that he watched it break him. Okay. Got it. Oh. <clears throat> That's a weird one. I get it now. I reread it. Sometimes you got to do that. I'm, you know, I mean, maybe it's just me, but sometimes you reread it twice like, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense now. Hmm. A man who likes a stare. That's not a cool title. Okay. This one says, 
I worked security during the weekdays. I'm doing parking while weekends. I'm at desk solo. I'm doing parking. Okay. I'll always remember this one Saturday. It was the second shift. The second shift ever worked in the weekend. And I watched the cameras when this one guy came to the side door. He looked around inside. And just before I could activate the speaker to let him know he was on private property, he looked directly at the camera and stared what felt like a minute. When I took my hand away from the button, he started to walk away. I ran to the side door to see if I could see where the hell he was walking, and he was gone. The only thing that was in that direction was, was more freaky was a wall. So this day, whenever I'm watching cameras, I'm waiting for this guy. That's creepy, too. That's really creepy. A vanishing bike. I used to have an apartment pretty close to my office. The office building was kind of in a business district, but it was also kind of on its own off on its own relative to the city's commercial district, like the footprint of it. I sold the apartment, and before moving into my new home, I left my bicycle chained to the building bike rack. It was it was only going to be there for a few days, and that no man's land before I was able to move into the new place. Okay, so he left his bike there. Okay, I get it. Anyways, one day in the middle of the week, I came I come into the office, walk past the bike rack, and notice that it's completely empty. The building was a bunch of the building has a bunch of security cameras, and one more or less is facing the bike rack since it's adjacent to the front entry. Um, I sit and watch security tape with the IT guy. We're watching to see everyone leave the office night before he sees, before we see the bike rack. Keep watching. Then all of a sudden, poof! The bike is gone. We slowed the tape down and it seemed like when you're watching a digital camera or satellite and an image gets garbled, literally it was, <laughs> the bike was there and then poof, it was gone. And the tape's timestamp is literally happening in one second. I assume my bike got taken to the upside down. Well, that's bizarre. Yeah, the story sounded kind of jumbled. I'm sorry. To see your bike on camera and then poof, it's gone. They even slowed down frame by frame and it just, <sighs> bizarre. That's Matrix, I think, right? Light orbs around a nursing home. Let's see. I used to see little crescent-shaped orbs floating around the back dock of the nursing home I did a little security for when I was young. First time I saw it, I thought it was a reflection flashlight and that somebody was screwing around behind the building. I jumped up and ran to that door only to find that it was pitch dark and no movement of any kind going on. Only explanation was... um that they can come up with is that it had to do something with electrical panel energizing when an arced units would kick on. Don't know for sure, but it made me feel like a little, made me feel a little better. Also around the ner- that time, the nurses found a cat that had been deboned, sprawled out on the sidewalk in front of the healthcare entrance. Paws and skulls were, what the hell? Paws and skull were only hard bits left. What the, f- what the, eh? What the hell? It's weird. I don't like that one. I don't like that one. Oh, God. Sometimes it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Anyways, back to this. Patients acting weird in a mental hospital. <laughs> really? That's what you're going to give that title? <laughs> it's a mental hospital. Of course you're going to act weird. <laughs> Hence the name. Mental hospital. 
<laughs> oh, goodness gracious, I need more coffee. I need more Duncan. Iced coffee. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I worked in a government-run psychiatric hospital, more specifically a forensic psychic hospital. That means patients are being evaluated for, for sanity or in rehab after a successful insanity plea. They don't just walk free with a successful insanity plea. They go to an asylum. Forensic isn't forensic. Oh, never mind. Although I did direct patients' care, I sometimes picked up shifts to work nights and man the control center, which contained live feed of all the security cameras, open, you know, open doors, locked doors, things like that. Uh, for the highest risk patients, there were cameras in every room. A couple of things I saw in the high risk area, the crazy room, the crazy places. Patients having very animated emotional conversations with an unseen um, in the middle of the night, in the dark. Uh, I don't believe in ghosts, and I know it was just schizophrenia, but it was still kind of spooky. A guy who was in full bed restraints after attacking another uh, patient. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's see. Okay, he failed so violently that he flipped the bed over on himself. Set. I don't know if that's a bird on my house. <laughs> Was it somebody outside working on their car? Okay. Bad timing for that noise to just come in. I don't know if you guys heard that. Anyway. It's got to be a bird on the roof. <laughs> Bad timing. I don't know if you guys can hear that. All right, so let's stop. Whoa, okay, it creeped me out. Anyways, this guy was in full restraints after attacking other patients. Um, he had failed so he had flailed so violently that he flipped the bed over on himself. It was a heavy plastic bed that wasn't bolted to the floor, so we could adjust, you know, adjust it. The one. That one stuck because one of the restraints came loose and my coworker still had to flip the bed over and restrain him again. He got a nice shot of the... Oh my goodness, they had to restrain him again. That was a weird story. I didn't like that. A guy painting pictures with his own... Nope, I'm not going to read that one. That's gross. <laughs> I don't want to even read that one. That next one was gross too. So anyways, that was weird. Weird freaking stories. God. Sorry about that, you guys. Kind of just sort of distracted me. I was reading the story and I heard bang, like, knock, 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 knock. I think maybe it's a bird on my uh, roof or something. That was weird. So, switching gears. Sorry about that. That distraction. I apologize. Back to some other stories. This one is called uh, The One with a, with a Disembodied Voice. Now, we've been... We've come to believe a terrible accident took place during the building of our coffee shop. The first time I noticed anything, I was in the lobby alone, no customers, all co-workers in the back room. And I heard a man ask, where are my hands? I nearly peed my pants. Since then, every now and then, weird things will happen. We'll hear someone asking for help or say hello, 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 when no one is there. There have been multiple times 
in the back, when I'm in the back alone doing dishes and I see, see something move out of the corner of my eye or I hear something fall or shuffle. I'll check and no one will be there. We'll hear, we will hear the bell of our door opening, but no one is there. I definitely don't enjoy the shift when I'm there by myself. Another story. The one with creepy people just out of sight. I was a field service technician, so I traveled a lot. Uh, this is a customer that I was dispatched to Texas. I flew in and arrived late on Friday, so I had to go in on Saturday. When I arrived, I noticed that there weren't any cars in the parking lot. The business was closed and had someone waiting on me that morning to let me in. And he left me there alone. Uh, and now it's a pretty large building. It's about um, the size of a one and a half football fields. It has about five fans along the walls with loose slats on the outside to blow out hot air but not let cold air in. Um, I started up the machine and got to work. This guy's a laser technician, just so you know. I didn't notice anything at first, but kept having strange feelings that someone or a few people were there. I even went out to check the parking lot a few times. Um, about noon, the guy that let me in came by and asked if I wanted to go to lunch. I told him that I was fine and continued working after he gave me his number to call when I was done. So he can come and get me, you know, close everything up. Shortly after he left, I started hearing footsteps all around me, like people casually walking down aisles but stopping as soon as I got as soon as I got near it a few times, um, I would investigate it. I do smoke, so I go. I went outside almost every hour, and it was a calm and cool day without any wind. When it wasn't footsteps, I started hearing the slats moving about as if there was wind. I couldn't get a good look from the inside because the fan because of the fans, and it just looked as if wind was causing them to flap. But I walked out, and there wasn't any wind. Not a single leaf on the tree was moving. When I came back inside, they would stay quiet for a short while and then start up again. So I'd go outside and check again. This happened about like 10 times. I kept checking to see what was going on. The creepiest part of being there was seeing what appeared to be people walking past equipment in my peripheral vision, but seeing nothing when I turned around. I had about four or five of those experiences. I called the guy around five and I told him that I was done. He came in, locked the place up. I didn't think much about it at the time, but I remember he wouldn't come inside. The one with an ominous phone rings. In our old office, if you worked past 9 p.m., sometimes a printer would just start printing stuff and you'd be the only one there. Phones would ring and ring and ring, but when you'd answer, no one was there. Flashing lights on the intercom, but no one was around. The one with the noises downstairs can't be explained. The food kitchen at the restaurant where I work is downstairs. We stopped serving food at 10, but we're still open till midnight. When I was closing up a few years ago, I was minding my own business, and when I started hearing what sounded like pots and pans clinking, I assumed the kitchen boys were still there. So I went down to see what the, all the commotion was about. When I got downstairs, the lights were off and they had left for the night. Needless to say, I ran back upstairs and waited for the arrival of my regulars to calm my nerves. When I mentioned to the regulars on our nighttime cleaning and our nighttime cleaning man, they corroborated my story and said that they that they have also had strange experience in the restaurant at night. Cool. The one with a ghost turning on the light. Now, the Tampa Theater apparently is very haunted, and we've had enough paranormal investigators that have explored the building and corroborate, corroborated. You've definitely got something going on here. Foster Fink, Fink, Foster Fink Finley, the ghost of the former projectionist, likes to turn the lights on on up lights god dang it likes to turn the lights on up in the projection booth 
It probably scared me more than anything else just because we had been in a building all evening with a group of investigators and with a documentary crew. So basically, um, they were doing an investigation. The team asked if he can light up the REM pod. And I guess some of the lights kind of moved. And then he also turned on the, um, the overhead lights came on. Very short story. The one with the ponytail tug. There were occasions that I would be working off. Oh, sorry. There were, there were occasions that I would be working on off days or times when no one was else was in the elementary school. In silence, I could sometimes hear what sounded like faint shuffling and whisperings in the hallway. Very often, toilets would flush and sinks would turn on and off by themselves. One hot day near the end of the school year, I had my hair pulled back in a ponytail. As I sat at my desk, I felt something, someone, lightly tug my ponytail twice. No one was there. I felt very playful and kid-like, and I wasn't afraid. Other people were a little freaked out uh, when they heard when they noticed things like the toilets flushing because they were like so loud. Yeah, that's that for that. Huh. Ponytails being pulled, toilets being flushed. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So that is, those are some pretty decent stories. I mean, sorry, I got sidetracked there. All I can say is it must have been a bird on my, uh, my roof, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why a bird would be pecking on the, the snow. Maybe they saw a bug or something. I don't know. So that podcast was kind of interesting. Some of the two stories that I saw, I didn't want to read because it's things I don't, I just don't like to read about. It's just gross. It's just disgusting to me. So, I will try and do a podcast tomorrow. I don't know, because I don't know if I'll have time, unfortunately. I don't know. But, I hope everybody is going to have a great work week. And I don't have any weekdays off for a while yet. So, I'm back to doing the podcast on the weekends. So, thank you everybody for listening to my podcast. Uh, Go ahead and share it. Leave me a comment. You can rate it on like iTunes and Anchor and things like that. So I will probably try and do the YouTube channel today sometime because that one I have a little more um, free time to work with because I actually told my husband about doing the YouTube one, the Paranormal Experiences on YouTube. He doesn't really know about my uh, podcast one. That's I'm kind of limited sometimes to do the podcast because he's home, that kind of thing. <laughs> I like I could be honest with you guys. <laughs> He doesn't know. I figured it wouldn't. It would be no interest of him to tell him about the podcast anyway. So I never did. <laughs> so yeah, I've been doing this since twenty nineteen. I haven't told him at all. <laughs> he has no clue about this podcast. So hence why I am limited sometimes to do the podcast. If he's off on the weekend, I'm like, cut. So and I talk kind of loud, and he'll probably be like, "What are you doing up there?" Nothing. So I'm like, "Well, I can take YouTube." And tell him about the YouTube one. He doesn't even seem interested in that, which is like totally cool. So I will probably be doing more YouTube than anything. If you guys really want to know, it is on my Facebook page, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. Otherwise, I think you can maybe find it on YouTube under True Paranormal Experiences. I haven't searched for it myself. I have eight subscribers. Woohoo! <laughs> Isn't that exciting? And one of my stories have been viewed 10 times, but I have to be honest with you guys, I think it's me. Because I go on there and I try to edit it and then I click it to play. And every time you click it to play, it shows it as that somebody, you know, watched it. So those 10 views, I think, are all me. (laughs) I have my own 
Oh, so anyways, if you guys want to, if you prefer to do YouTube, my face is not on it. Um, I pretty much just have the camera laying down on something dark. I don't know if I'll ever have my face on it. I don't know. I mean, when I do Twitch, because I game on Twitch, that's another one where they're saying, oh, you should have your, you know, camera and stream so people can see you. And like, oh. we'll see. I guess I just have to change my, 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 uh, mindset on that one. As far as YouTube, maybe, perhaps when it's summer, I'll get the camera out and a camera out. I'll just have the, I'll record it with the me on camera while I'm telling some ghost stories. Or maybe, hey, just saw something. Maybe now I can actually do a podcast-ish thing on YouTube from a cemetery, right? I can do that. Probably just kick back in a cemetery and there's nobody over there usually. And I can read some stories from there. That's a good idea. Never thought of that. So, well, enough of me going on and on about nothing too exciting. Uh, this is Mrs. Paranormal. You guys have a great weekend. <laughs> Take care. Thank you again for listening to my podcast. I apologize. This one was kind of like not the best I've ever done. So if I don't get a lot of uh, plays on this, I totally get it. Eh, maybe the next one will be a lot better. So anyways, this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off. Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It's a Monday morning, 11.02 Wisconsin time. It's about 32 degrees out. I took the day off today just because, well, that's all I can say, just because. It's my right. <laughs> Hope everybody's doing well. I have obviously some spare time, so I want to do another podcast. I found some really cool stories. This is about people's uh, nightmares. And I don't think I've ever done a podcast on nightmares. And I saw the stories. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. I'm going to do this now while I have the time and while it's semi-quiet in my neighborhood because I'm at home doing the podcast because it's too cold to sit in the truck to do that. So here is the stories that I found this morning. They looked really interesting. I, I briefly wrote read over them. There's about 22 stories. I don't know if I'll do all 22, but they're describing terrifying nightmares at the that would keep them up at night. They were that severe, that scary. And we've all had nightmares, right? I've had nightmares where I've woken up just crying. And I hate it when you have nightmares about family members. Those just, those are just terrible. All right, this one doesn't have a title. It just starts right off. So I'm guessing we'll call it the basement. When I was eight, I had a reoccurring dream over a period of months. Once, I was once, sorry, I once was awake 72 hours because I was too afraid to sleep. That's pretty sad. The dream was in our basement with my sister getting something to drink. Suddenly, my sister's face started to get weird. Their mouths and noses got, I'm guessing they, he means her mouth and nose got really small. And pretty much 90% of the face is their eyes. I started to run up the stairs, but a creature grabs my neck and pulls me up. My face was like normal, like a normal the face was like a normal one, but it had another skin above it. It started to scream like a demon. I just can't do anything else but scream back. My mother said in the first night, I screamed three hours before I woke up. Okay, that's a creepy. I hate our basement is the ending of that one. My very first nightmare I can remember was when I was five. I had a friend named Gracie. And in my dream, we were at her house drawing with chalk on her deck. She lived on a cliff beneath it. Uh, she lived on a cliff, and beneath it, instead of water, it was kind of like Badlands of like from like the Lion King. 
just like thickets of thorns stretched out as far as anyone can see. So it sounds like she lived in the desert. Um, well, Grace's mom came out and started yelling at us for drawing on the deck. But the weird thing was, this lady wasn't Grace's mom. She was some evil, and I could tell. She was something evil, and I could tell. It was like she was transforming into something dark and ugly in Sorry, dark and ugly in front of my eyes, but Gracie couldn't see it. Long story short, she finds out that I know she's evil and throws both of us off the cliff. I hit the bottom, open my eyes, and see Grace with thorns sticking to her. Then the dream ends. Fast forward to second grade. I go into school one day and Gracie isn't there. My mom, sorry, my teacher told the class that she had drowned while riding her tricycle beside the pool at her house. Gracie's parents fill the pool. Sorry, Gracie's parents fill in the pool, file for divorce, and move. Fast forward eight years. My younger brother has, has been born now. My church builds a walk trail through her backyard. My brother is seven, and I am 14. We are walking, and out of nowhere, he points to her house and says, Gracie says hello. I said, what are you talking about, Cam? That's his brother's name. And he says, the wet girl. I have never told him about Gracie at all. That's a good one. Very well done. That creepy. Yeah, I like that one. That's a really good one. The constant ticking noise. When I was quite young, I had a very specific fever, fever nightmare where I would be laying flat somewhere in the darkness. A clock was ticking continually, continued getting louder and louder until it became overwhelming. All of a sudden, it would stop and there would be a very soft laughter next to my ear. I would wake up instantly and think if think it was fine until the ticking started again. That's creepy. Two creepy dreams. When I was a kid, I had a reoccurring dream that we were on the Titanic. Myself, my mom, and her husband. I, had knew, I knew it was sinking, but they were like, we have to go do grown-up stuff right now. We'll get back to you later. Stay here. And then they locked me in my room and took off. It was a really clear statement of, statement about my emotions regarding my parents, obviously. In my adult life, the worst dream I had ever had was that I was walking through the parking lot of Kmart to my car and a stranger grabbed my infant daughter and took off with her. I was so upset that I actually woke up shrieking and crying. I actually took the entire day off from class and did my best to go back to sleep and try to turn that dream around in my favor because I couldn't cope with it ending with her still being gone. It took me weeks to get over it. Aww. The Titanic one, that's scary. You know the ship is sinking and yet your parents lock you in there and say, stay here. We gotta do oh my god. Wow. The sky was replaced by a giant eyeball. Once I had a nightmare where I was swimming with my family. I dunked my head underwater and then when I lift my head up out of the water, my family is gone. The sky is black and everything is silent. Then I look back up to the sky and there's a giant eyeball. A huge hand then comes and grabs the pool and folds it into a clear box. I started, I started to not be able to breathe, being trapped in a water-filled box, and I wake up gasping for breath. Scariest dream I've ever had in a while. Weird. Brother viciously stabbed. I often have dreams that involving going on, sorry, I often have dreams that involve going on crime sprees with different crime sprees with different family members. 
One night I dreamed I was out with my brother robbing places and getting chased by the police. At one point we were in a store and a policeman stabbed my brother through the bottom of his mouth and into the, his brain with a giant knife. It was so realistic, so detailed. My brother died in 2011 and this is the only dream since his death where I've ever seen his face. Wow. Sounds like he's trying to kill a um, a werewolf or something, you know, or a big old monster. You stab him up through their chin, through the brain to kill him. That's a creepy dream, and his brother really did die, though. That's sad. Tentacles around the feet. I dreamt I was lying in bed. My feet started to itch. Suddenly, they started bubbling, and little spots started to appear. These spots grew into pus-filled boils. Yuck. Then they grew into tentacles. Woof. 20 to 30. 20 to 30. <laughs> Sorry, it's how they write it. Sorry. 20 to 30 pus-filled, raw, painful tentacles, each about an inch in diameter on my soles, thrashing and waving around. Then they suddenly died and began to dry, drying out into dead, scab tentacles. <laughs> Sorry. They went to the consistency of burnt wood, and then they remained on my feet. I woke up with a gasp. I could feel those tentacles on my feet for about two days. What the heck? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's terrible. I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. Haunted by a humanoid creature. Last week, I started dreaming that I was in an apartment. Everything seemed real, and there were a few cats moving about like cats do. Suddenly, though, one of the cats jumped off the balcony and made me start to realize that something was off. I walked to the kitchen of this apartment and sat down. Suddenly, cat jumps onto the chair next to mine, and I turn away because looking at it felt like looking at, a, at the sun. However, it was not bright. Then this cat starts to slowly morphing into a different creature with a messed up, disturbed face. I watch the corner of my eye while another cat jumps onto the table. I hear banging outside, and the I hear banging outside the window, so I look the other way away from the cats. When I look back, the second cat has morphed into a sort of humanoid creature. I can't see its body, but its face is clear, square, pale, completely featureless, except for two completely black eyes. Suddenly, it feels like the entire world is moving towards me, even though I'm still. I wake up in my room. This creature is still there staring right into my eyes, and I can't move. It's getting closer. I decide to somehow push myself off my bed so that I can awake from the nightmare. I slowly twitch my way to the edge of the bed while this thing is coming towards me at a steady pace. Then I fall off the edge, edge and black out. I couldn't sleep well for days. Scared the, it scared me so bad that I was afraid it was going to return if I slept again. That was a very good one. I like that one. That's a very good story. Nightmare. I mean, I feel sorry for the people that are having these nightmares, but yeah, it's it's really. I'm so glad people share this kind of thing. I've never. I'm glad I found this uh, site, and it's weird when I doing when I'm doing these podcasts, you guys. I'm just sort of like, oh, and little things just pop in my mind. You know, what I mean, like a word, literally will pop in my head like this. Nightmare, nightmare stories. Sometimes I get a lead off of something, a conversation I'm hearing from somebody, or something I read or something like that. But but. This one just popped my head. I'm like, nightmares. Huh. So that's how I got this story. I'm glad I I'm glad I found these. These are really good. Okay. He's tapped he stabbed her with a kitchen knife. A short dream, but scary nothing. 
scary, but scary nothing. See, I'm sorry. It's how they type, but I apologize. A short dream, but scary nonetheless. Okay, I see what they did. I believe it was my birthday and I had some sort of huge party organized outside in my garden. So I was running around the garden for some reason when I felt like grabbing some birthday cake. I ran into the kitchen and my dad was eating my cake. So I asked him, I asked him for some. But for some reason, my dad pushed me to the floor and told me all the cake was for him. My mom confronted my dad, but before she could really start shouting, he proceeded to grab a rather large kitchen knife and stab my mom right between the eyes with the knife going all the way through her head. Even though it was a dream, I remember the blood splatter quite vividly. Then I woke up in a cold sweat and was freaked out for weeks, which I do not blame this person. And they're calling them a mum, so chances are it's obviously not here in the States, you know, United States, if they call them a mum, usually it's, was that, over the lake, over the pond? That way. <laughs> Good story. Scary. Uh, that would scare me, too, because I'll be like, oh, I'll talk about my nightmares in a bit here. <clears throat> I was going to drown in my own blood. Ew. Worst one that I remember is when I was doped up on... Oh, goodness gracious. Doped up on... Dilaudid? I don't know what that is. D-I-L-A-U-D-I-D? I don't know what that is. At Loma Linda. I was in a glass box in the middle of a mall with rivets all over my skin and blood pouring out of them. The box was filled up and I was going to drown in my own blood. And the only thing people did was stop and giggle wave and carry on i don't know if it's a pain medication i don't know what that is but that's a scary dream there was something in the garage my family and i are having lunch in the kitchen it's a pleasant day and the room is well lit and cheery i noticed some th some sudden noise in the garage everyone else seems oblivious to it and when i try to bring it up they all ignore me my family continues eating while i keep my eyes on the door to the garage Suddenly, the doorknob begins to slowly turn. At this point, I'm completely frozen to the chair that I am sitting in and unable to stop watching. The doorknob turns slowly back and forth. Clearly, something is trying to get out. Or you think get in. I don't know. The dream ends there. I don't know if I'm relieved that the door doesn't open or horrified. If anything, the lack of res resolution has always filled me with a deep sense of dread. Hmm. You did this to me. I had a high fever and slept sleep paralysis one night during the summer. I had a dream everyone was crying over a little girl. When I got close, the little girl was missing half her face. I said, what a shame, when the room turned gray. Suddenly, I wake up, and the little girl was inches from my face saying, you did this to me. She suddenly aged about 70 years to an elderly woman and jumped on my chest. I couldn't breathe and literally felt like I was like I was burning. It was my first and last experience with sleep paralysis, but Jesus, I pray every day it never happens again. Sleep paralysis can be absolutely terrifying. I'm, I don't know if any of you guys have ever experienced sleep paralysis, but it is absolutely just terrifying. I've had my own, my own experience with that. I haven't had a dream like that in a long time, and hopefully by reading these isn't going to prompt me to dream any bizarre dreams, but you never know, right? The subconscious, right? The ones I've had is like where you can't open your eyes and, and you get, and I got, and I would get panicked. Like I'm talking now, kind of like, Ugh. and I cannot open my eyes. And I'm like, I'm trying to open my eyes. I'm trying to open my eyelids just to get out of the damn dream. Cause it's so freaking scary and insane. And, and then I've suddenly you wake up and then I'll wake up. Sometimes I'll start crying 
or breathing heavy like gasping but i have not had a dream like that in a very long time and i'm hoping like i said that these do not get my subconscious to get me tonight while i'm dreaming for all you listeners uh same to you hopefully you won't turn out to have any nightmares either if you do go ahead and email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com and let me know share it with me if you do they carved me up like a turkey I had sleep paralysis about a month ago. I woke up from a deep sleep early in the morning to an unfamiliar voice, deep and distorted. I heard more voices and I tried to move but couldn't. That's the feeling I'm talking about. I saw a bunch of men approaching me who had no faces but plenty of razor-sharp teeth. They were grinding their teeth and whispering, food, 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 food. Coming closer and closer to the point where I could see what they were holding. They were holding knives and forks. They gathered around me and then climbed on top of me and slowly carved me up like a turkey. They ripped my arms and legs and ate them. They went headfirst into the rest of my body and tore me apart like a ravenous dogs. I then watched them use my finger bones as toothpicks. Finally, I broke free of the paralysis and went, and went on to listen to Beethoven for three hours to get rid of the thoughts of me being eaten alive. Music will calm the soul. Definitely that. Wow. All right. My school was bombed. Once I dreamt my school being bombed, I vividly remember the carnage and seeing my friends dead on the ground. But in typical dream fashion, I could not run to anyone to help them. I could just lay there like my body was encased in concrete as I watched my friends dying all around me. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Wow. That's that's a scary one, too. Because you wake up and you're like, is that a premonition? Is that really going to happen? Or like when you dream of one of your family members being hurt or something like that. And you wonder, is that going to happen? I mean, sometimes I'll text my family members and say, hey, you already had a really bizarre dream about you. And, and thank goodness nothing has ever happened to any of them. Thank gosh. So this one's called A Monster Called the Darkness. This is actually, there is actually this monster that used to appear constantly in my dreams. I call it the darkness. I've never seen the monster's main form, but it can appear any way it wants to. Usually there are two ways this monster will appear. The monster at first will appear like a normal person in a crowded place, like a mall. I will at first not even realize that it is the darkness, but then things in my dream will change. I will continue to It will continue to appear more and more in its human form. This is usually when I feel something not right. Or Sorry, it's usually when I feel something is not right. Then... Everything else except the darkness still in its human form will disappear. Then, keeping in its human form, I'll run. T- it will run towards me and at extreme fast speeds. And once it reaches me, it will grab me. After that, the dream will end. This way is more rare, but is it is where the monster got its name. I'll usually be in some room in my house, and for whatever reason, I'll go to another room. The room I enter will be dark as soon as I enter. I know what is going to happen. If I try to escape the room, I will just be pulled right back. Things get suspenseful. Then I just close my eyes. Then I just close my eyes. Sorry. It is it is habit for me to do this because I can escape my dreams this way. Then it grabs me and the dream ends. The only detail I have gotten from when it has grabbed me in my true form is that it has extremely long fingers I don't know what it looks like because, like I said, I close my eyes and it, when it appears. Okay, I understand what they're saying. 
As I've gotten older, the darkness has been appearing less and less. So I can't really describe some details because it has been a long time since it has appeared. So it sounds like something during their childhood, perhaps. That's quite the very... That would actually make... This is actually really cool, if you think about it. The only way that they can escape this darkness thing is if they close their eyes, you know, which is really cool. Like, say they're in their dream, they see the darkness, they close their eyes, and it's it's gone. But it, even though it grabs them back, the dream ends. I was an FBI agent who got shot. I had a lot of dreams where I got shot. Um, the worst I had was the most realistic of the bunch. In the dream, I was an FBI FBI agent who was taking a prisoner to show us where to he hid the bodies. It was just him, my partner, and me in a dark red Lincoln town car. We're driving down this old dirt road, and the prisoner is in the back talking a lot of nonsense. He's obviously not sane at all, but he has his moments of clarity where he will turn from crazy to sounding like he could teach a college-level class. We get to the covered bridge over a small creek, and the prisoner goes silent. I stop the car and look into the review mirror and see him sitting back there with the little, with the scariest-looking smile on his face. While looking back, I don't realize that someone has stepped out and out from behind the wall of the covered bridge, holding a very large knife, similar to an AR-15 large rifle. Excuse me, similar to a AR-15, he begins shooting, and the first bullet goes straight through the skull of the prisoner. I quickly throw open the door and look over to my partner, who, while reaching for her gun, has been shot multiple times. I pull up my gun and take a few shots at the gunman. He ducks back behind the, the wall to, the, to reload. As he is doing that, I jump onto the ditch. I jump, on, I jump into the ditch on the side of the road and prepare to shoot him quickly. I turn it and begin to look over the side when all I see is a barrel of the rifle at my face. At this point in the dream, I hear a bang and wake up with an extreme headache that lasted a while. That's creepy. An end of the world nightmare. Oh, end of the world nightmare. My, why is my reading so bad today? What the heck? Maybe because it's Monday. Hmm. The worst nightmare for me would have be would have to be the end of the world nightmare, of which I have had two. Liter- uh, let's see, she's had two different kinds, apparently. In the first one, I walked out of my house across the street to visit my grandparents. I looked up at the sky and saw a streak of meteors. I turned back to see my house explode as mirrors hit it. The second dream was of my family and me sitting together in an empty field because... Uh, sitting in an empty field, basically a large dirt lot. I turned and looked at a mountain in the distance, and it basically evaporated. <laughs> it what? It evaporated? Whatever. It. Let's see. That's not the right word that they're putting in there. It basically exploded in a wall of fire. All my family members hugged, and I dis- distinctly remember the burning um, on my back as I woke up. The end of the world nightmare scared me the most since my family has a history of, oh, uh, have a history of dreams that come true. 
where my family members, me included, have had dreams of things something sometimes years before they happen. That was kind of jumbled the way they wrote this. So I apologize. I kind of just read as I go. So if I stumble, I, I do apologize that I do that. And it's one of those things where I don't want to read and read the story over and over and over again. And then that just drives me nuts. I can't do that. I don't have the patience for that. He tortured me for information. The worst nightmare I've ever had was reoccurring and absolutely horrifying. Even after a year and a half, I cannot for the life of me forget the details. I come to and notice I'm strapped down. My head is pounding. I can feel the blood rush with every heartbeat. A man with a face shrouded in shadow and an entire almost as insidious regards me as I attempt to gain control of my consciousness. That made no sense to me, but I just reading and see reading and going as I go. Who are you? I managed to sputter out the words stammering over my limp jaw. The man laughs and walks forward into the light. I see he's wearing a mask, which is why my why his face appeared blank in the shadows. His voice full of poison, he says to me, Who am I does not matter. It is you that matters. And when I'm done, you're going to wish that you had never known the things you do. My head is reeling and I can hardly form a coherent thought let alone a proper response. I attempt to ask another question, but all that I utter is total nonsense. The man leaves the room. I lay there, strapped to the table for an ungodly, insurmountable period of time. As my head clears, I try to keep track of the passing seconds, minutes, hours, but to no availability. Finally, the door creaks open. The man is back. He He's brought with him. God, he brought company with him. A woman, gagged and tied, he is pushed roughly into the room and falls noisily to the cold floor. I recognize the face in an instant. She's a friend of mine, albeit not a very close one, but she is. The man sets about tying her into a chair and puts her at gunpoint before turning to me. If you want your friend to live, I have a deal for you. Tell me where it is hidden, and you, your friends, and your family will be released. His cold voice is emphasized on whatever item it is leads to to a very sinister chill up my back. Let her go, I shouted panically. I have no idea what you're looking for. The man shakes his head and and out comes a small tsk noise, like, like, psst. That's a right shame. I was hoping we could do this the easy way. Before I can say another word, he pulls the trigger and my friend goes limp. I scream out in fear and anger and uh, as the man leaves the room again, you know, the man leaves the room again. Time and time again, he comes and goes. He tortures methods of quite ingenious. Uh, I watch my friends and family alike fall to his cruel punishment, be it by gun or electricity, bleeding out or poison. And oh, this is a long dream. <laughs> and all the while, I am forced to sit there and watch. Closing my eyes didn't block out the sound of my sister screaming, the iron scent of blood in the air. There's nothing I can do to help them. I haven't a clue what, he's want, what he wants from me. One day, the man has a different air about himself. By this point, weeks have passed and I've lost almost every one I cared about. On the brink of insanity and beyond the point of words and coherent emotion, I've become all but unresponsive to his methods, preferring to suffer in silence. But this time, he's got something else planned. He binds me, he binds me in a position with my arms outstretched, only fingers able to move, and puts a gun in my hand in front of me. And the barrel of the gun is pressed to her forehead. Is my darling's mother... Okay, is my darling's mother... Tears glistens in her cheeks. 
I, I apologize. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I let out a small whimper of pain. And the man laughs his cold, hard laugh. This is your last chance. If you don't tell me where it is, your friends and family will all be dead and you will be returned to the outside world with the knowledge that it is you that's causing their, causing their suffering. I don't know anything. I've told you. I plead desperately. The man turns toward me for the last time. I've had enough of this. You will not tell me. And so you will be the one who ends their life. Excuse me. A jolt of electricity shoots through my arm and my fingers pull the trigger. Oh, okay, that was a long one. <laughs> that was a freaking dream. Holy crap, that was more like a, a story out of a book. Wow, I mean, all in all, it was scary. But that was a dream? Jesus. That was like long. I'm worn out from that one. <laughs> Kidding. All right. Ooh, here's a good one. Chased by a zombie. Now, in this dream, I was married, but I was the husband. I'm actually female. And my wife was dying. I don't know why or how, but she was in my car parked in the street somewhere in the next in the next neighborhood and was dead or dying. I didn't do it. I didn't kill her. But people were going to think it was my fault because she was in my car. So I left her in... I left her there in the car after I found her there because she was starting to decompose but also somehow was still barely alive. When she looked back at me it was almost zombie-like and everything was dark even my headlights of a on a different car were so dull to see very well uh, and the rot from her decaying body was following me around slowly creeping onto everything I saw. I started bleeding out of my nose and, and I ran home. Most of the house was dark and the rot was there. Black gunk and maggots and decay. <laughs> I had just a small bag, a pillow, and a dull flashlight running out of batteries. I wanted to sleep so I could so I could ignore all of this crazy, scary stuff and forget about the rot until the sun came up and gave me the safety of daylight. I went to the couch in a clean room to try and sleep, but I had feeling the rot would find me there anyway and creep in. I turned off the dying flashlight and closed my eyes. Then I woke up. Bizarre. Oh, goodness. The goat was screaming for help. Some friends and I were caving. I'm going to back up. Some friends and I were caving and swimming in a cave pool when I heard this blood-curdling scream. And I, and I heard, help me. Help me. From somewhere across the cave, I walked towards the noise and found a goat with a demented human face. And it just kept screaming, help me. Help me. In the pain-stricken voice, I can't even begin to describe. Then I woke up. Okay, there we go. I know I kind of lack in the whole um, <laughs> emotions part of it. I apologize. I need to work on that. Um, gargoyle hanging from a ceiling fan. In an instance of sleep paralysis, I woke up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and looked up to see a gargoyle-like demon hanging from my fan. It had blood-red eyes, and I could see its fleshy wings. It just hung there staring at me, and I was panicked and, t and unable to move. I guess I woke up after that. Okay, here's another one. It grabbed his face. I swear this wasn't a nightmare. I swear this wasn't a nightmare, but I watched so many messed up things, it probably was. My bed was a twin, and I sat up against the wall. Sat up and it sat up against the wall. One night I was laying in it 
and all of a sudden my TV goes from whatever I was watching to black. So I hit the on button on the remote and I do so and the TV went straight to static. It never has done that before and it was new so there had to be something wrong with it, right? Because it was new. I ended up falling asleep but woke up with this immense pressure on my chest. I'm looking at the wall and something is grabbing my face, slowly turning it as if to face the ceiling. There was a black figure with the face of some mask that smiled, but I could see the whites of his eyes staring at me as this drawn-on terrifying smile. I tried to scream, but it put its fingers in my lips and whispered, shh. Then I passed out from fright, and when I woke up, I ran to my mom's room. She told me it was just a nightmare, but who knows? Just trying to just trying to think about it gave me chills. It's probably not that scary, but it was very scary for me because I'm not sure if it was a dream or reality. All right. Weird. I would say out of all of those, was, my favorite was, let's see. The torture me was too long. <laughs> the end of the world was okay. If yeah, I was all right, um, I would say the the darkness was a good one. And you did this to me was good. Something in the garage was all right. Um, uh, towards the beginning, your haunted by humanoid creature was good. Tentacle one was kind of funny, but. Oh, let's see, the creepy, two creepy dreams and the constant ticking noise was good. Gracie's mom was evil. That, was, to me, was a good one because it ended, it started as a really good, as a nightmare, right? But then towards the end, it took a swing and his brother ended up seeing Gracie's um, spirit. So it's kind of neat because it turned paranormal, you know? I like that one. I would say Gracie's mom was evil. That was probably my favorite out of all these that I read. Creature in the Basement was weird, but... Gracie's mom was good because I liked the way it ended that his brother ended up seeing Gracie at the end, which is really cool. So that, I like that one the best. Yeah, very good. So those are just some of the nightmare stories that I found. I apologize if I stumbled on some and all of that, but um, yeah. So hope everybody's doing well and thank you so much for listening and following and, and liking and sharing and give me ratings. I'm just kidding. None of that really happens, but <laughs> thank you though. My last podcast, I've got up to 70 listens or 70 plays so far, which was what Saturday I did that. So who knows? I'm off this, this coming Saturday. I may have time to do another podcast. If you guys ever have any questions or comments or concerns or ideas or suggestions, any subjects you want me to cover, let me know. And I can do that for you. I, or to give out my email, I say it every time, p-a-t-t-o-i-i-n-w-i gmail.com. Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural, Facebook me if you want, like us. Uh, message me on Facebook <clears throat> uh, if you have any stories. Or if you're like, hey, this would be a good topic for her to follow up on. Share it. I know you guys are out there. There's like 118 of you all that listen to my podcast, which is not that a lot. But to me, it's enough. I'm happy with that. So feel free. You know, sometimes I run out of ideas, but for some reason that word nightmare just popped in my head. I'm like, oh, I've never done that before that I did that I can remember because I've been doing this for, what, since 2019. 
So, I suppose you guys have a great Monday wherever you are. If you're in Florida or Arizona or Utah or Australia, wherever you are. Have a great, wonderful day. Thank you again for listening to my podcast. This is Mrs. Paranormal, signing off.